Hey, uh, so as promised, in the studio today, we've got a guest, Ndonim Kono, the co-founder of the non-profit organization Black Women in Science. And uh, we understand that after completing her studies in food security and agricultural production at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, KwaZulu-Natal Kuno enrolled at West University to pursue a PhD in environmental science with a focus on agriculture, food security, and climate change. And she's in the studio with us. Sabona says. Yeah, Sabona. Uh, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> It's just okay. It's just okay. Ah, since I know, right? Listen, okay. I have the same problem. Are you done? Yeah. Are you done now, Molanji? The very same people who come from the coast, they hardly ever go there. Was I'm not seven months in the coast, not eight months. But can I tell you the way you appreciate it when you're away from it, when you live in another province? That's true. Exactly. As soon as you get home, you want to go. You want that's the first stop. Thank you. I'm glad we addressed it. When you are there, you don't even go. So, 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 Ndoni, when we speak of of the the science field, we mostly speak of medicine or engineering and not a lot of people speak about environmental sciences and you know would like to find out from you what drew you to environmental uh, sciences mm. environment <laughs> i think what drew me was my exposure that i got um, ah. as a young person and that's probably why people are not drawn into these fields is because there's not one person that can take you to a farm or to a I don't know, you know, a, a landfill or to see how the environment actually just works naturally on its own. And I think without that exposure, then you don't know about these fields and you don't understand why people should take up these fields. Excellent. So you're currently pursuing your PhD, girl. Look mm-hmm. at you doing the things. Eh? Why did you decide to follow the academia route? Mm. Well, I wish I could say that I actually made a cautious decision or yeah. a conscious decision to, to do my PhD, but I didn't. I just found myself doing my master's and then the next option was a PhD. So what does and it focus on? My PhD focuses on climate change and food production and we're trying to see how the changes in climate will affect food production for farmers, especially small-scale farmers in South Central Africa. And I mean, climate change is something that a lot of people don't address. Mm. Even our politicians don't address. Mm. Even someone like Donald Trump doesn't know what it is. Mm. He just thinks that it's a, it's a fake story. And you know, sometimes when I'm driving out in the streets and I see a car with so, so much smoke, mm. you know, on this car on the freeway, mm. and I'm thinking, do traffic officers understand mm. what, what this car is doing to the environment? Mm. You know, but uh, it mm. will just go past them. They'll just look for the license mm. and not even be bothered about... Mm. about carbon sm- emissions. Yeah, do you know mm. what I mean? It's something that we... Uh, you know, we, we we actually don't 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 focus on as a as a as a as a as a, co- as a continent. So um, you're about nine years into your research. That's nine years is a long time. Sure, girl. <laughs> An academic career. Do you ever get asked when will you? When? Yeah, exactly. It's a good question because you know I've got friends who study. You know? They'll complain <laughs> when they have to write assignments. Once they're done. They finish with a diploma degree. They'll take a break for a week. And again, they're back again studying. Registering. Hey, are you ever going to stop? Yeah, now <laughs> I'm asking you this question. Are you ever going to stop? You don't just quit in this game, hey? You think you, you're done and then, right? then you realize, actually, I'm not done. And you get bored. I think once you're, you train your mind into the system of reading and writing and doing research, you get bored and you're like, okay, what's next? And 
When will I finish? I don't know. It's basically but like when you are your lifetime. when you have an obsession with reading books. Yeah, well. Like you'll read a book, <laughs> like okay, I'm gonna finish, then I'll take a break. One minute, then you are at a bookshop buying five more books and reading them again. Exactly, exactly. So there's Shame, no ending. Man. I know, right? It's no yeah. ending. But the nice thing about it is that you are almost at the crux of information, of innovation, mm. of what's going on in your industry. You're not stuck into the no, same absolutely. thing every single day. So you've got your finger on the pulse at all yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So do you find that there are a lot of other young women, dynamic young women like yourself in the field that you're in? Mm. There are a lot of dynamic young women. I think the biggest challenge that scientists and young females have is that we really don't know how to come to Radio 2000 and speak about what we do because we think it's too complicated. The second thing is we're not really trained to be out there and to speak and mm, to engage mm, and mm, to talk about mm. research and mm. it's also not been something that's interesting mm. you know it's almost been now a hot topic to be in science and black and female yes. previously it was just like sit in your lab publish the papers and finish your work and now that it's becoming something and it's because it's now become an objective of the government of of institutions mm. to empower black people into these positions and to become professors so now that's why you're seeing that it's becoming a trend but there's a lot of women that are dynamic that are doing great research it's just a matter of you Platform. guys opening those platforms yeah. yeah yeah so you founded a great organization called black women in science right mm. what does the organization focus on and what program are you guys currently running? So the organization focuses on black female students that are in their final year of study um, to their post-doctorate degree. Um, they can also be working, but we focus on postgraduate students because you see that um, the focus has been let's get more black females into the sciences and you see that they're enrolling in universities but then you see a leaking pipeline mm. and meaning that they are no longer there when you start seeing them from their honors going to their PhD mm. if you go into institutions you see that there are no black professors or there are very few black professors mm. or few academics or researchers so the organization then tries to encourage the black female to pursue their postgraduate qualification and also to open them up because it's only when you're doing your honors or your masters or your PhD where you actually start seeing what you are in the world and what you mean in the world and so we then provide them with business skills um, and business um, training, entrepreneurship skills, as well as just an exposure on scientific writing and innovation as in what does it mean to be a researcher and what does it mean to get into it as a career, as something that will actually pay you. So for somebody that's listening, a young girl that's listening to you, finds you very inspiring, What? how would you explain what you do to mm. them? What is being a researcher? Mm. So I always say that, you know, when you read a book or mm. you, you write something or your teacher says to you, go and read this book. That's a researcher that read that and wrote it and made sure that it's of quality and is of standard for you to understand. So research is what you what you see, what you read. Everything that you see a researcher or an academic can do. So what I do every day is to understand information and re-innovate it or come up with what is being done currently for mm. the country. Mm. Mm. And uh, I mean, you're running a, a non-profit um, uh, organization, um, Black Women in Science. Uh, do you have offices? Um, where do you get funding from? Mm. So our offices right now are at the Department of Science and Technology. Okay. Um, we are supported by them mainly right now. And the National Science and Technology Forum, NSTF. So those are our major partners. But we do have... Um, those are major sponsors. Our partners are organizations such as ours, which is Organization for Women in Southern um, Africa, and as well as ASAF. Yes, so those are... Okay. 
Mm. And uh, do you have people who, who who also works with you in the office? Do you have, have you employed them? Um, there are people that are employed. Apply, apply. Yeah, well, you can uh, not right now, but okay. we will send out a call for interns in 2019. Excellent. Oh. Great chatting to you. Yeah. And Donnie? Whenever you have extra information, you want to keep us updated, you're welcome to come and knock. Who's in the coffee god? Can I just say something about Donnie? Yeah, sure. She was listed as one of the top, as top 50 most in, inspiring women in tech. This is in South Africa in 2017. Mm. And this award was issued by the Kingdom of the Netherlands and South Africa. Look at her, man. Zippel Gates is Zippel Look at Gates. her, man. Uh-huh. Three minutes to You're four. Doing the thing. Oh, to five. Thank you very much. Good afternoon.